Welcome to the Threads Podcast, where you'll hear true stories of all kinds submitted by your community. We encourage people from all walks of life to submit their true stories on threadsstl.com. Welcome back, everyone. I know I'm a little late in delivering this part three, so I wanted to apologize. You know, that little thing called life just got in the way a little this past week. But as you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. So I hope this last episode of the Coming to America series will satisfy you guys. If you haven't heard part one or two, I'd suggest going back and listening to those so that you aren't lost. So I won't keep you guys waiting any longer. Let's continue. One time when I was in Wonder Bread that I didn't have a car. We sold the car. The car, the car was bad, in bad shape. But I had to take the bus. Oh, yeah. I moved from the apartment we had to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. A bigger house in Arsenal. Across, across the street from the Tower Grove Park. And it's between Grand and Kings Highway. And to go to Wonder Bread, either one buses takes you to Wonder Bread. Yeah. My boss didn't care too much of me, that company. I was working mm-hmm. in a small, really tiny office and doing just numbers, numbers and numbers. You good money, but... Yeah, but I was just doing numbers, yeah. numbers and figures how much loads of bread I'm going to give to this truck and the other one. And the other. I didn't like the job. And I did it for five years. Money, doing something, doing something that I you didn't like. Money, <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only thing she's thinking. <laughs> but my frustration was important. By the time that I was finished and I have to go home, I have to take the last bus of Kings Highway to drive me all the way to my house. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and normally it says, "Oh, Carlos, please come here." Let me know about this and this and that. Where did you put this? Mm-hmm. You know, talking about things. <clears throat> I said, hey, my bus is running. I have to run to take the bus. He didn't care. No, 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 no. Just a minute. You have to answer this. When I was coming out, I was seeing just the back of the, tra- the, the bus, the last bus going by. Yeah, that's it. So I have to walk from Wonder Bread to Grand Avenue crossing a big humongous park that I can't remember the name of that park. Well, <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't know Spencer, my friend, right? No? He was my best friend in, in America. Big humongous guy. Married to a Peruvian woman. And there, I was walking. God put his hand on me. I was crossing by the most dangerous park of St. Louis. Well, the thing is that one day, I was walking, and Spencer came in his car. By the time that we were good friends, you know, we were friends, but not as a pals, you know. Mm-hmm. He asked me, hey, Carlos, where are you going? And he says, I'm going to Grand mm-hmm. Avenue to take the bus so I can go home. What? He says, where are you going? Mm-hmm. To Grand. How? I have to cross the whole park. I am black, and I don't do that. <laughs> he says, <laughs> I remember I can't do that. How come you've done it? I'm doing it for already a month or two. You're crazy. And so I explained to him that I was always coming out and uh, the bus, the King's Highway bus was gone. So he walked inside with me and grabbed it. He almost killed him. He says, look what you're doing. This guy was crossing that damn park all night. 
You know what could happen to him? That was going. You were going to carry that in your conscience if something happened to him. You know, this is the last time that you do something like that. Mm -hmm. so, just live there. I finish this. You go. Okay, go. Take your bus. Don't go. No, no. I finish it. So afraid of, you know, of Spencer. Who's Spencer? His boss? No. Oh, is he, so, he was afraid Spencer was going to beat him up? Spencer was big. I mean, I mean, he belongs to the union. And I was in the union. And they have power. You know, so I respect him a lot. And, uh, and uh, since then, I, need, I, never, I never lose the bus. One day I was in the bathroom, wondering. And Mr. White, which was black, he was the manager of the whole factory, was in the bathroom next to me. And we were in our businesses, and look at him and says, Mr. White, how long are you going to take me here doing this stupid job? I need you to take me, to put me in sales, because I am a salesman. I like to be salesman. Mm -hmm. Take me to the sales department. I, I can drive a truck and do things. And he says, you see this? What color is it? Black. You are Hispanic. You are a foreign guy. I am a black guy. We belong to the minorities, right? That's what he says. And by law, the companies has to have certain percentage of minorities working on that. That is why you got your job and I got mine. Because we are minorities. You will die and get your your pension and you know un until retirement in that position that you are. And uh, the same happens to me. I look at him. He says, that could happen to you, but not to me. I'm quitting. Right there in the bathroom, I, I quit. I walk out of there, left everything there for them. Quit. And next thing I knew, I was looking for a job. And I found another job, a good job, good pay. I was working more hours than the regular hours. I was working overtime. More mm -hmm. overtime than regular hours. Double. Well, the thing is that I apply mm -hmm. for a job and they says, okay, you got a job. The same position that I had before in the other mm -hmm. company. Oh, man. I start doing the same again. Counting numbers. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I did it before. A year later, the company have to go cut personnel, you know? To whom do you think they were going to, to cut? The new people. And I was just one year there. They, so they told me that I don't have a job anymore. But the good thing of, of me, I think, is that I get well, I get along mm. with people. And the lady from personnel office, she called me and says, we take care of you. Don't worry about it. I know that you have a family. This, this is my business card. You go to this office in there to make a good uh, resume and looking for another job. We pay for that. I went to these classes. I took the classes and I did. they did the resume for me. Mm -hmm for sales. I got a job in Toys R Us. They were going to send me to Tennessee for three months because they want me to be the manager of the store that is right there uh, in, uh, what's the name of uh, Northwest Plaza, across the, across the street from Northwest Plaza. But at the same time, I got a call from Terminex. They want me to be a salesman there. So I went there and I says, talk about money. And they, they offered to me a flat salary for sales, and he says, no, no. How much is the commission? Commission? Well, do you want, we can put in commission. 
that's the most important thing. The commission mm -hmm. said, I don't care about the salary. I'm going to sell like hell here. So they gave me a percentage of that, and I says, that's what I want. I, do, I didn't take the Toys R Us job. I took the Terminix, and I was the best salesman ever in that company for such a long time. My wife had plaques all over the house. You can ask her. All the plaques. The best salesman, the salesman, the best salesman of the year, things like that. Mm -hmm. Some very good. Until I went to this guy that was a friend of mine from Germany. He was a customer. And he says, Carlos, sit down. Carlos, I'm dying. I got cancer. I'm dying. I'm really sorry about that. He says, do you have $2,000 or $200 to, to lend me? I need $200. Do you have it? I says, I don't even have 200 bucks in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And he says, it's not that I need the money, because he was a millionaire. It's that I want to show you, want to prove you something. How many years do you work for Terminix? He says, five years. Five years. How much did you sell for them? I never thought about it. Well, it's easy. Count what you have, you know, the, the plaques that you have and things. And I added, I sold like a million dollars something like that. Million? Yeah, something like that. Mm. And you don't have 20 bucks in your pocket? What's that saying to you? Who's getting the money? And you you are the mm -hmm. one who sells. Say, you came to this country to do something. And it says, you're right. You have to mm -hmm. do it yourself. You, you learn the business, you know the business, do it yourself and make the money, you make the money. Mm -hmm. He said, okay. Okay. I went back from his house to Terminex and says goodbye. Here is, I throw everything out. And I went back home. I parked my car there. And your mama was there and looked at me. And she was running to me in the car. And I says, honey, I just quit Terminex. You lost your job? I got it. I don't have a job either. That's what she says. But I says, honey, I, I need to do something different, be a salesman for myself, for myself. And she says, okay. She really backed me up in that, and uh, then I decided to make my own business. I did H and D. All my customers that I sold, they went with me. What do you think? That's part of the story. Today's story was an interview of Carlos Filius by Juliana Jackson, his granddaughter. Threads is produced, directed, and edited by Caroletta. Music by Ben Sound. While you're here, go ahead and subscribe to Threads if you haven't already. And if you want to hear your true story brought to Audible Live, submit your story or essay on threadsstl.com. Listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Today's story was supported in part by Lila May Jewelry on Etsy. That's L-I-L-A-M-A-E. Go check them out on Etsy.com and be sure to use the coupon code THREADSSTL1 for 10% off your purchase of $30 or more. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, get in touch with us directly through our website. I'm Carolotta, and we'll see you next time.